Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good people. It is Thursday, April the 21st, 2022, April the 21st, April 21st, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G, so I appreciate you being here. Thank you to our partners and friends, Prize Picks. Make sure you tap in. Use the promo code WAKEUP to get 100% deposit match up to $100. If you are a first-time depositor, and make sure you check out the prop vet videos that me and Jay Rich are posting after this show. They go up about an hour or so after the show was over. Had a decent night last night in the NBA. Uh, Joel Embiid. All of y'all, listen, I, I think the Joker is dope. Joel Embiid should be MVP. The best player in the NBA this season. Joel Embiid. Give the man the MVP. Trust the process. Give Big Nasty his due. Bo- dude is balling, man. Game winning three pointer. That was a dope game to watch last night. Uh, but we got to talk some NFL today. We got to talk a little Debo Samuel, talk about what the impact is for him requesting a trade out of San Francisco. We're going to tap into a lot of questions. We got some college football questions, some would you rather this player over the 2022 class questions. Jay, how are you doing this morning? And did you see Joel, big trust the process, knock down that three pointer to win the game last night? I did. Yeah, I did. You know, I was watching the game. Um, I think you're overstating just how bad that game really was. But what I will give you credit for is the redemption arc of Joel Embiid in Toronto is something I've never seen before. The dude was literally crying, walking out of the stadium in the tunnel, memed for two straight years, comes back, first game back in (laughs) Toronto in the playoffs and hits the dagger three to win the game. Uh, Incredible shot by Joel Embiid. MVP? Still on the Joker MV- side. MVP. I'm still on the Most Joker side. Valuable but, you player know, in the NBA. Regular is season Joel award. Embiid. So, you know, t- take the playoffs out of it. Regular season award. That's all I'll say. What's That's up, Joe? Say. What's, What's up, up, Joe? What's up, Joe? What's up? My bad, Jay. I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. My bad. I didn't You're mean good. to cut you off. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, Dynasty Barry in the chat. Marlon James. Good morning to you. Dalton AJ. Ty House. Legendary in the building. Robert. What's up, big dog? Dana. Joe is always going on, girl. Johnny's in the building. Brenton. How you doing, man? Uh, Ayuk season? Question mark? I don't know. Thirsty Thursday. We can't take Troy King's thing, man. He's the Thirsty Thursday King. We can't take that from uh, Troy. But we are going to have some fun talking about uh, some questions y'all all have this morning. Um, yes, thank you, Tom. Embiid, MV freaking P. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, Jay, let's not even, let's not even, let's not even play around. Let's just talk about it because it's all everybody is talking about right now. Debo Samuel, once out of San Francisco. Open floor. I mean, what do you wait, think? Open floor. This, what is there really to talk about, right? We, we, I feel like more vindicated than ever. Yesterday, you asked me the question, what's going to happen with Debo Samuel? I said, he's going to be traded, right? So I can only assume that all these insiders are watching Wake Up because we were the ones that we broke this news, man. We broke the story when you really think about it. 
everything that I said yesterday still holds true today. Nothing changed with what's going on. He's still not going to be a wide back. He still wants to play wide receiver. He still wants to get paid. Uh, that's the one thing actually that did come out that I do not believe. Do you really, and I'll ask you this question, do you believe that the 49ers are willing to pay him what he wants? Because I don't. Like he says it's not about the money. I think that's a bunch of BS. Because yes, the money's important, but I think that they, they, I don't even think they're willing to get to a number he's happy with. And so when he said it's not about the money, I think in a lot of ways it is because you already see the reports that DK, AJ Brown, Debo have the same agent. So they're going to try and get paid right around the same figure by their agent, right? Um, outside of that, man, I think I still think he's gone. I don't see a resolution happening here. I don't think the 49ers want to pay him or want to tr- or want to use him. I think they'd run him into the ground um, this season. And so if he stays, been, yeah. he's probably in trouble. But that's just kind of how I feel the situation. I don't know if you feel differently about it, how you see it. And for me, I think it's potential suitors as well, like where they could even trade him to. Because um, I was pointing this out to my buddy yesterday. It's not like Debo has any say of where he goes. If he wants, if they want to trade him to a bad franchise where he doesn't want to re-sign, there's nothing he can do about that, right? Like, so he's not Tyreek Hill where he can kind of have some say where he goes and get that extension. I think there's a world where San Francisco just wants to get rid of him for picks and he goes somewhere he doesn't want to be extended and he's just stuck there for a year. Then he has to decide what he wants to do from there. You know, it's it's one of those things where I, I, I can see it from both sides of the fence, right? I can definitely... Here's the thing, man. There are people who are paid the same stuff that we talk about, the same stuff that we talk about, that the people in the chat, we discuss in dynasty leagues, right? About, "Ah, I don't know if I really want to invest in Debo Samuel. I hate the way that he's used. It's his first healthy season since his senior season. Like there are people who are paid millions of dollars, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they're talking about the same thing, right? They're like, all right, he had a, a fantastic season. And a big part of that is because, we utilized him out of the backfield, giving him, you know, giving him these low A dot touches. His air yard percentage was super low. Like they know these things as well. And what I'm seeing, and this is, I don't know if it's fake news, real news. It's just what I'm seeing is he wants to be paid like Tyreek Hill money. Um, I, you know, it's, I, I think, you know, Christian Kirk is getting about $18 million a year up to like Diggs is, I think Diggs is around 24 million a year. Uh, he's got to be somewhere in that. I'm not paying him top wide receiver in NFL history money. There's there's no way. If I'm San Francisco, I would pay that for Debo Samuel. Uh, he's, he's a phenomenal piece to that offense, and I understand that a big thing that made him so valuable this year was the fact that they used him in that wide back role. But I also understand Debo's point, and apparently he doesn't want to be used like that. And I, I get it. Like, you you... We have an ability, man, to work until we're 60, 70 years old if we want to. These guys have a very small window in which they can maximize their earning potential, right? And the way to extend that is not to be uh, treated as a running back, not to be run into the ground, not to have to out-yak and and break tackles. Like, I would love to just run some 15-yard outs, catch the ball for 17 yards and step out of bounds, but that's not – that's not – San Francisco's plan with Debo Samuel. So I can understand him saying, like, I don't want to do that shit again. You know, we like to watch it. It's fun to it's fun to watch. It's it's good to enjoy. Like he's an exciting player. You can't deny it's yeah. fun to watch. But from from his standpoint, like, I don't want to do that shit again. Like we, we did that last year. Find another find a running back to run toss sweep. Stop doing it with me. Right. Throw me the damn ball. 
Um, but no, I, I, I don't think they're willing to pay him Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs level of money, nor after one season of production would I be willing to give him that. It just so happens that it's funny because unlike Lamar Jackson, who peaked early, you know, he won that MVP in what, his second season in, in the yep. NFL? And people really his first like full his, year, right? His first full year, he wins MVP. And now three years after that, he wants a contract. And it's like, what have you done for me lately? Whereas mm-hmm. Debo really didn't do anything early on. And then he peaked right at contract time. Uh, good for him. I, I'm looking at what the Raiders traded for, for Adams. You know, they gave up a first yes. and a second. I, I'm not giving up a first rounder for Debo. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that if I'm an NFL mm-hmm. franchise. I'm not giving up a first-round pick for Debo Samuel. Um, if you're Kansas City, if you're Green Bay, uh, would you do that? Like, would you do that? If it, Because not only do you have to trade the pick, but then you have to pay him whatever he wants, right? So you're giving up mm. a first-round pick, and you have to extend that contract. You have to offer him a new deal. I, I don't know what's well, going to happen with this situation, man. That's the issue, right? And so I'm glad you touched on that because I did want to talk about the trade situation a little bit. But I think Debo may get to a point where he wants to play for a winning organization and the contract extension that he wants just isn't going to be there. Let me just stop you right there. All of that, playing to win, I want to go to... He wants money. No, I know he wants his money. That's first and foremost. He wants his money, first and foremost. Yeah, but you have to get it, right? I don't think we we've established we don't think he's going to get the money cuz who's going to give it to him, right? And on top, so that's what I'm saying, like I think he's going to be put into a situation where he's going to have to choose a franchise to play for, to win, to be in a good situation where he can thrive and and ultimately try and get that contract because no one's going to pay pay him that. And on top somebody of that, you brought up him. I think somebody will pay him though. Like you say nobody but if Green will. Bay if Green Bay trades for him, they're not extending him. He, he, it's just not happening. If Kansas City trades for him, they're not extending him. Why would you? Why would you trade for Debo Samuel and not extend Tyree Kill and trade him away? Like that doesn't make any sense because you're trading away a better player and still paying that same amount of money for a it. worse player. So that's why I think he's going to be put into a situation where he's going to want to be traded. Okay, no problem. We'll trade you. But where NFL franchises are going to run into situations like, okay, will he play for us if we don't want to extend him, right? We're trading for him because we think we have a window to win and we want him on our roster, but we don't have the money to extend him. So they're going to have to make that call and call Debo and say, hey, Debo, do you want to come play for us even though we can't offer you an extension? It just won't fit within our cap situation. And so I think I think that's the situation he's going to be in post-draft and, and if depending on how long this lingers is that he wants his money. San Francisco's not going to give it to him. And it's like, okay, Debo, will you play for a for a franchise who wants to win for a year? Or do you want to sit out, protest, whatever the hell you want to do, and not play for San Francisco? I think that's the situation he's ultimately going to find himself in. Yeah, I think he's in a I, – and, and I, I'm just saying – I think somebody will pay him, man. I know you're saying that. Somebody will pay him. Somebody pay Christian Kirk – you know, 18 mil a year. Somebody will pay Debo. But I think but I think that's a bad example, though. And and the reason why is because if Debo wants to go rot in Jacksonville, sure, we'll, I don't think like, he, he'll take $25 million you're, you're, you're a ta- year. You're talking about, I don't, dude, I'm telling you, I don't think he gives it, I don't, he wants it, he was a second round pick. He knows, the like, third in his, round pick, wasn't third, he? second, third round pick. I don't, no, I think he was a second round pick. I don't think he gives a damn about what franchise, man. I think he wants his money. Doesn't matter. Jacksonville, uh, Houston Texans, name the worst. The Cleveland Browns, they want their money. This is business, bro. Like, first and foremost, I don't give a shit if it's Jacksonville, Detroit, whomever. I'm 26 years old. I know that this this could be the biggest earning potential contract I get in my career. 
I'm not thinking about what team gives me the best chance to win right now. I'm thinking about securing my financial future for myself and my family, and I don't care where that's at. He wants to get paid, man, and San Francisco can talk all that bull job. They offered him a deal, and, you know, the money is on the table. Something ain't something ain't adding up, right? I see some money ain't talking there. About, There's no way the money's there. Th- th- There's no way. I don't know, man. I, They're already somebody... paying a lot of guys, right? Like that D line is an expensive defensive line. They still have Jimmy G's contract. I mean, they're gonna dump it eventually, but you know, they they already got a lot. They already got a lot of money tied, a lot of money tied up. Again, I, I just don't know who's gonna trade for him. And and again, like you're saying, they're gonna have to extend they're him. Probably, there's a bunch if of teams trade lined up. They're saying Dallas. But they're winning a bunch teams, of... right? Like teams without without money. Maybe maybe Dallas can somehow make it happen. I don't know, but. Uh, I, I'm going to start a swear jar. I'm trying to stop cursing. So I'm going to get a jar right here. And I'm, every time I say a bad word, I'm going to put a dollar in it and give it away at the end of the month. How many? How much money do you think would be in there? Do I contribute to this? It took everything in my power to say BS. You don't really, Everything yeah, in yeah, my power. I would have just said bullshit, but you said yeah. BS. So there goes another one. I would have just... Anyways, I, what, what are you doing with Debo? I've been, I've been, I thought he was the biggest... Well, now you can't. Now you can't. I've been telling people to get out of it, out of him for months now. Like I just, yeah. To me, it was a clear like the, his first healthy season since the senior season. Um, I'm out, man. And like now, you, I think you have to hold. If anything, if anything, it's in the opportunity where you might be able to get him for the low because people are panicking on the situation. Him not being used in a wide back role. I mean, what do you, what? I I think I think you, I, I think at this point you missed your sell window. I think you missed the sell Probably. window, but if he gets the big deal, if he gets traded, you'll have another opportunity, and I'm I'm still out, right? Now, if somebody wants to panic, and I'll t- I just need to get out of Debo, I don't know what's going to happen, I'd be in the acquisition business, right? If you're panic selling, and there are some managers out there that are going to do dumb stuff and panic mm-hmm. sell. Give me, give me the, what would you rather have, the 112 this year or Debo Samuel? I would take Debo, but I'm I'm curious what that line would be for me. I don't think it's as high as it would be for other people. Like even though Debo's price may go down a little bit, I still don't know if it's low enough to where I'd be willing to take the take the risk on. Right? Like someone still may be asking for a first and a second for Debo. I might be like, uh, maybe. Like I'll think about it. It's probably fair, but I don't know if I want to make that make that selection overall. Right? So one twelve, yeah. I mean, that's you're t- get, taking a guy who could easily be a wide receiver one. So it's definitely worth the pick there in that situation. And I'm with Josh. He should get paid, not highest wide receiver paid. 49ers will get more of a Mari Cooper trade offer, though. Yikes. So what did Cooper get traded for? Like a fifth? Like a sixth round pick, yeah. But he also – but uh, that's – but I think that's actually Damn. a great example, right? Because Damn. he's not Tyreek Hill. He's not Devontae Adams. I think those were unique situations, right? The Raiders wanted Devontae. Carr wanted Devontae. Unique situation. Miami wanted Tyreek Hill obviously pretty badly. So did the Jets and were willing to pay him that money. I just don't know what team is out there who wants to trade what they what Debo would want would get in the trade market and pay him right. Like, look at Amari Cooper. He has a twenty million dollar cap hit, and he went for a fifth and sixth round pick and like a pick swap or something just because Dallas wanted to get rid of him, get rid of the contract. I don't know where Debo sits with that, but I think it's uh, I think that's really a big issue for him overall right now. All right, let's get to some Q and A, man. Let's see what the people want to talk. What do they want to talk about? You got some. You got some questions pulled up. Where these come from? Twitter, YouTube. Where the hell do these questions come from? These ones are all from Twitter. I, I looked at YouTube a little bit. There wasn't a, a ton on there, so I didn't go back to it this morning. But we'll start with an easy one, Ray. All right. Who do you easy. want? Softball me. Softball me. <laughs> Who do you want? Michael Carter or Clyde Edwards-Helaire? Who asked this question, man? 
FF Fanatic is who asked it. Fantasy Football Fanatic. Michael, Michael Carter. I, I want no part Michael of Carter, yikes. Okay. I want no part of Clyde, man. I'm out. Damn. I, I'm Slander. Out. I, I'm out. I, I'm out. I'm out on Carter. I mean, I'm out. I'm out on Clyde, man. That 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 had to have been the all-time worst rookie draft pick in the history of fantasy football. All-time worst pick was Clyde Edwards Elaire. All-time. Because pretty bad. Just, Nikhil Nikhil Harry's up there too, though. No, so don't just no, no, Harry no, no, like no. That. Here, here's the thing. Nikhil Harry was bad, is bad. But man, you took Clyde at 101, 102 in 2020. JT Swift. Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Joe Herb, Justin Herbert. Like, you passed all those guys. Hands down, the worst, the worst rookie draft pick in the history of fan- fantasy football was, was Clyde edwards Lair. Just got Okay. Off. Battle of the USC wide receivers, Michael Pittman, Drake London. Who are you taking? Right now, based on what I've seen in the NFL, I would rather if... <sighs> Come on, project right a now, little bit. Project well, a little bit. Okay, as prospects, I think Drake London's a better prospect than Michael Pittman. All right? I think Drake yeah, London's a better prospect sure. than Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman just had 88 for 1,100. He had 88 for 1,100 in year two. I'm projecting, and Josh Larkey, somebody who's real smart with the numbers that I trust, thinks that Pittman is due for 1,300, 1,350 this year. That's – I would – I mean that's only two hundred more yards with a better quarter. No, no, I'm 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 looking at the comments. Just continue, I, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know man, about thirteen hundred. I, I have to project it out, but it's, I mean he had, it's a, he, had a, sure. he had eleven last year with Carson Wentz, man. Carson Wentz and a little bit of Sam Ellinger here in here and there. He saw the volume though, wasn't he? At like one hundred and thirty targets. And they last didn't, year, bring, they didn't bring anybody else in, bro. Like they didn't Yet. bring anybody else in. We'll they, they, they they got a, their first pick is in the second round. They they they're not going wide oh, yeah. receiver. Locked in, in Desmond the, Ritter second yeah, round. Yeah, they're not going. They're not going wide receiver top of the second. Man, I'd probably say Pittman, and I love Drake London. I, I'd probably on a win now roster. I'd probably take Michael Pittman, but Who I would take Joe, after year like, one, like Call London, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably take Pittman, man. But damn, that's a hard. That was a hard one. I don't like it. I want London, okay. but Pittman is probably the better option. Okay, the next one should be easy. Rashad Bateman or Gabe Davis? Well, hold on, hold on. Jay, slow down, man. Slow down. Are you down. still talking about these guys? I think, I think that, yes, yes, man. Because, I mean, realistically, like I'm asking you the question, would you rather Drake London or Pittman? And let's think about, like, if you're projecting, if, if Drake London in year two does what Michael Pittman did in year two, that's fantastic. But Pittman's already done it, man. He's already done it. He's still incredibly young. Going into year three with the QB upgrade, I, I, I think you're 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 trading known production, very good production for what you hope Drake London can be. And I get it, right? Mm-hmm. Like if he hits, he should be better than Michael Pittman. But fuck, man, Pittman's pretty damn good, and I still think yes. his value has not caught up. Like the the communities, really? I don't think people have. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to our favorite site, man. Let's just take I think a look. So, I think Let's he's peaked personally site. from a value perspective or okay. very close to it because he's like wide receiver 14, 15, 16. He's right around there, at least from what I've seen. And so oh. what I would ask you the question of is, do you think that Drake London has a higher value ceiling? Because being you know a top 15 pick in the NFL draft yeah. comes out, might have a thousand yard season right out the gate, 800, 900 yards. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not trying to over project here, but it's definitely mm-hmm. possible from what we've seen in recent histories from these top wide receivers. And so 
you know, as a straight up trade, yeah, I would take Michael Pittman. But I think if you could maybe get a little bit of value attached to that, like you're trading Michael Pittman for the 104 and then something a little bit, I think there is some value to be had because I think that Drake London does have a slightly higher value ceiling. And I do believe in him, right? I think he's going to go to a great situation, get the targets, and then ultimately have a high value ceiling, potentially higher than one Michael Pittman. Wide receiver 16 on keep trade cut. And I'm just going to give you a couple of wide receivers mm-hmm. ahead of him. Do you think he's got any shot this year to surpass them? Devontae Smith, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, DK, Debo Samuel, Jalen Waddle. Does he have any shot of cracking inside of those guys? Maybe Deontay, maybe, um, is the one guy that sticks out because people don't like him, right? Like, they just don't. So I I think there's maybe a chink in the armor there. Outside of that, maybe Waddle, but I think, I don't think so. You know, I think the Miami office is going to be good. DJ Moore. I don't know. Maybe like Devonta people still Smith. love DJ Moore, Devonta right? Smith, potentially, potentially. Yeah. But I still I think, think again, it's chance. it's yeah. the it's the first round versus second round, right? Everyone will still remember Devonte Smith as a what the ninth overall pick or the tenth overall tenth, pick, yeah. versus Pittman, who was like thirty four overall, right? And I think okay. that does factor into evaluation a little bit. Okay, sorry. I just want. I I think people are are not I don't, for some reason. I don't know if it's because he's in Indy. They're not all the way on the Michael Pittman train, and I am I am on that bitch rolling, man. I am on the, excuse my, damn it, damn it. Put one in the three, jar. Put three, one in the jar. Three, three, three and three seconds. I'm like Carl Anthony Towns with fouls, man. I'll just cuss three times in like four seconds. All right, go ahead. So back to our next question. It was Rashad Bateman or Gabe Davis. Oh, come on, man. Next question. Get Rashad Bateman. How many wide receivers in the 22 class would you take ahead of Rashad Bateman in Dynasty? Well, I think if you really go to patreon.com forward slash all gas, you can get my cornerstone rankings, and I do just that. So let's take a look. How many 2022 wide receivers ahead of uh, Rashad Bateman? You probably got three. Maybe four. I have... probably, probably the whole tier one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're predictable that way. Yeah, okay. yeah. You, got, you got tier one 2021, <laughs> then tier one of 2022, and then Rashad Bateman right behind them. Yeah, is exactly probably I got, how it I got go. a lot of them. Garrett Wilson, um, Traylon, Drake London, Jamison Williams. Yeah, I'd take a lot of those guys over Rashad Bateman. I think So I for think, you it's tier one wide receivers. So it's it'd be Drake, Garrett, um what is it? Traylon oh, Jamo. Traylon and Jamo, yeah. Yeah, those four. Okay, so now let's change gears a little bit and talk Kayshawn Boutte because everyone wants to talk about Kayshawn Boutte. Who is Kayshawn no Boutte? Who is, who is that for those who don't know who the hell he is? He is the former LSU wide receiver, technically still on LSU, but, I mean, he's probably going to transfer, right? People are not really sure yeah, where he's he at. Ain't, he ain't playing for Brian LSU this year. didn't even know who Kayshawn Boutte was, and there's some friction there, so people expect him to transfer. But Kayshawn Boutte, spectacular freshman season. Yeah. Didn't really play it last year. He got hurt, though, right? Didn't he tear his Achilles or list Frank injury? He had a serious injury. They said it was an ankle, sure. and then he's had multiple surgeries. Nobody knows. Nobody knows, but go ahead. Dope wide receiver 2023, wide receiver two in the class right now. Where does he rank compared to others in this class for you? Where are you at with Kayshawn, and would you put him with these receivers? He was coming out or you know, kind of projecting in that sense. You know, He's not Jackson Smith and Jigba, but he's probably a little bit below him. But I know we talked about this in the Discord. He needs to play a little bit. Like, he's not Jamar Chase levels of a player. I think he's almost kind of going down that Derek Stingley path where he had a spectacular freshman season, and we haven't really seen a ton from him since. And so it's kind of like, how can he get that value back? Um, But where are you at with Boutte, and kind of how do you feel about him, maybe compared to the receivers in this class? It's hard for me to remove the... um 
the bias because I don't think he's going to play for LSU this year. And I think Matt Bruning said he has until like next week or it's the end of this week to make a decision on if he's going to transfer. I don't think he's good enough to sit out again to play like one and a half seasons and still be a top pick. Right now, because I I have not updated my cornerstone rankings and won't do that until after the draft, but he's right inside of, like, as a prospect from what he did as a true freshman, like, ranking them-wise, he's right up there with Traylon, J-Mo, Garrett Wilson. If he doesn't play this year, man, I I don't know, man. Like, it's – he has to play. He did not do enough as a true freshman to just waltz into the NFL draft process and be a top pick. He didn't do – he didn't do enough. If he doesn't play this year, I think it's going to be – and this is the issue with 2023. Everybody's talking about the 2023 class. The wide receiver group is weak. It's very good at the top end and very mediocre in the middle. If Boutte doesn't play, it gets even worse. And we talked about the strength of classes being running backs and quarterbacks. The strength of 2023 is not wide receiver at all. That is not the strength of that class. Um, Right now, if if I'm just basing it on him not playing – He'd probably be in that Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson territory. Yes, twenty twenty two. That that's probably yes. where he would end up being. I think that's a really good comp to George Pickens. Actually, as you were kind of talking through that, I think if Pickens didn't play for basically two years, which you know in some ways he didn't with how little he was used, I think that's kind of where I would be at from a value perspective. Is because again the talent was there year one. We saw it. Then he had a really bad freshman or sophomore season, kind of like Butte did, and then he got hurt. Ultimately did come back and play, though. But I think to your point, if Butte doesn't play, that's a bit of a problem um, for his value because we just we need to see something from him to remind us, you know, where he's at in his development, how he's playing. And more importantly, just to get him on the field because he hasn't done anything in so long. Yeah, Mike A says sounds like he's preparing to play. So we'll see. Hopefully if he plays, he's still locked in wide receiver two in that class. Him and Jackson Smith and Jigba would be the clear cut. Uh, top guys in that class. So good question, man. I'm just ex- interested to see what happens with Butte. So the next question is Christian McCaffrey or the 107 and 108 in this rookie draft? Uh, what? Ask again. Christian McCaffrey or the 107 and 108 in the rookie draft? All right. So I'm pulling up our ADP right now. 107 in Superflex is. Matt Corral, 108, is Isaiah Spiller in single quarterback. Our ADP, let's see, because I got to show love to the single quarterback, uh, single quarterback folks. Yeah, man, it's Chris, George I'd Pickens, Chris Olave. Yeah, I'd rather have Christian McCaffrey. I'd rather okay. have CMC. I'd rather have CMC. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd rather. Yeah, have I think CMC. I'm on that side. Yeah, I think I'm fine with that. But two first isn't bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It, it is bad if, if it's Corral and Spiller. It is bad um, for Christian McCaffrey. It's CMC. It, it's if he's healthy, man. He's he's the only he's the only running back that can can not just rival Jonathan Taylor, but like be the clear cut RB one on the season. Um, it's Christian McCaffrey. Easy. Okay, so next trade that we got was the one hundred nine and two ten for Ronald Jones and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. So I guess pretty much the Kansas City backfield. Would you trade the one hundred nine for the Kansas City backfield because we we both don't really care much for the two ten? Where are you at with those guys? What what are we do? <laughs> like, why would you do that? 
maybe you just like Rojo. Maybe you're a truther. Maybe, I don't know. The one we we were. Do you know how many people have DM me being like, "Oh, I made this trade. What do you think? You guys are all about selling the 22 class." Jay, and I'm like, "That's you, a bad trade. You, you screen, shouldn't do that." Did you screen these before? Or did you just pull the first shit that hit the inbox? What? How did you find these? Where did you get these from? People just ask questions. They're curious about what I think of a move. Am I okay? Well, am what do you I? Think? You know. What do you? What do you? I'm gonna let you answer this question. I would take the 109 because I think I can get something out of it. I'm not expecting much from Rojo and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Personally, I think there's still a guy who could be added to this backfield in Kansas City. And to be honest, I don't want anybody in the Kansas City backfield. They're not any good. They don't use them effectively, and they don't use them often. They rotate guys. It's just it's not a good situation. If I can get Isaiah Spiller there at 109, Chris Olave or George Pickens in single quarterback, just – I'm fine with that. I'm give fine me with Sky that. Moore. Give me Jahan Dotson. Give me Christian Watson. Give me Desmond Ritter if he's a first-round pick. Give me Pickens. Give me Olave. Give me Pickens. Give me Jamo. Those are all the people that are going 1-9 and below, according to our Superflex ADP. I'll say this. I do think Ronald Jones is a chance to be sneaky, low-key good this year. I know it's dirty. I know it's gross. I think he's got a chance to be sneaky good on the ground. I really do. Sneaky I really good. do. Good. I really? think he has a chance to. You, I think. I think he's a better running back than Clyde. Like Clyde's got yeah. better hands. I think he's a better running back. Like turnaround, handball, run ball. I think Ronald Jones is better than Clyde edwards Lair, Right. If they don't draft a running back. Two of them scrubs, somebody's got to run the ball. There's no Daryl Williams. There's no Darwin Thompson. There's no Jarek McKinnon. Somebody's got to run the ball. Somebody. And no Tyreek Hill. I think Rojo has a shot to be sneaky. I'm, I'm not advocating go out there and buy and trade 109s for him. I just think he's got a shot to be sneaky good this year. Like in best ball leagues, I, I have no problem taking a shot on Ronald Jones to just get ball, run fast in a straight line score some touchdowns, rip off some long runs. Like, that's never been his issue. Like, if we're keeping it real, his issue has never been running the ball. It's holding on to it. It's catching it. It's it's the, it's protecting the quarterback. But I just ask you, I ask you this question, man. All the shit that's coming out with Tom, damn it, another cuss word, another dollar in the jar, two cuss words in two seconds. Uh, jar is filling up already. Um all the things that are coming out with Tom Brady not wanting to play with Bruce Arians, not yeah, like I just wonder how much like B, he just got in BA's doghouse early and that was it. Like he was just done with him after that, right? Uh, he was always in the doghouse. It seemed like it, right? He's in the doghouse, Bumbling, from the, missing from the pass jump, protection. Right? Just yeah, could never but, get on the field because of that. Again, I, I think he could be better than better than um better than Clyde Edwards-Helaire. No, you don't trade the one hundred and nine for either of those guys, though. Okay, so. We had a question about the 24 class, and I kind of reworked it a little bit because I know that you don't want to talk about them in kind of a superlative fashion, ranking all these kind of things. But who are your favorite guys that you've seen so far? Um, I know it's easy to say Travion Henderson, Xavier Worthy, but who are some other guys that you've watched from last season you're kind of looking for more in their sophomore campaign, breakouts, those kinds of things? Um, just some kind of names of guys that people can know uh, heading into the college season, spring games, and all those kinds of things it, as regards to the 24 class, and kind of just your thoughts on it overall. Man, the running backs are just so good. The running backs are just so good, man. Um, yes, everybody knows Trevion Henderson, but I don't know how many people are aware of how good Will Shipley is, the running back out of Clemson. Um, 
He's a white running back, so the Christian McCaffrey comps, the Christian McCaffrey comps will be fluid uh, throughout his process. But he's really good on the ground and through the air. Tons of speed. Braylon Allen, I did. I, I looked at his. So he played his entire year, twelve hundred rushing yards in the Big yeah. Ten, at seventeen years old. He's six two. What's Braylon Allen? Six two two thirty. Six two twenty something. At seventeen, he's going to play. His entire rookie season in the NFL, if he leaves after his junior year, he will play his entire rookie year at 20 years old. His birthday is not until January. So you're getting somebody that is just ridiculously young, ridiculously good. Uh, But I think a big breakout star this year is going to be Donovan Edwards, the running back out of Michigan. Just dual threat, man. Can catch the ball, run the ball. Uh, I think he's going to continue to boom. Uh, you're going to see Quinn Ewers out of uh, Texas get a chance, hopefully, to start. You think so? Play. Yeah, Quinn is it good, It sounds man. like – well, he's yeah, good, I, but it sounds like he's not guaranteed the job I, like we kind I of thought. College is different than the NFL. They could start whoever they want, and then by week three, Quinn Ewers is taking over. Um, but the 24 class is dope. Like, it's it's loaded. Of course, Brock Bowers, uh, Caleb Williams at USC is going to smash the Pac-12. It's going to be fun, man. There, there are some really good sophomores – um, that I'm very, very excited about. But that running back class of Henderson, Shipley, Braylon Allen, Donovan Edwards, uh, Raheem Rocket Sanders, uh, you got five guys that are really, really talented in 2024. Uh, the wide receivers still got to shake out a little bit at the wide receiver ranks. Yes, you've got Xavier Worthy and Ja'Cory Brooks, uh, Deion Smith, Christian Leary, Mario Williams, Troy Franklin, Ajay Hall, uh, Emeka Mbuka. Like, it's, it's Marvin Harrison Jr., it's just awesome. Like 2024 is loaded. I, I cannot freaking wait. It's it's awesome. Okay, great. Well, there you go. A bunch of names to watch on college. And, and yeah, like people are talking about Ajaya Hall now on the Longhorns, right? So we'll see. I'm sure Longhorn hype will be out of control with Bijan and Quinn and now Ajaya Hall and Xavier Worthy. Oh, it's like, can I just answer this real quick? Blake, So re- I'm so done with 2022. <laughs> I'm so over it. I, I cannot... As soon as the, the the clock strikes zero on, you know, the draft, we move on to 23, 24. Yes, we'll continue to talk about the rookies and how they fit in with their respective teams, but I am over it, over the 2022 class. Yeah, so am I, to be honest. So yeah. let's switch gears here, Ray. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I need to tell you who this question is from so you can properly answer it. It's from Rico. Uh, he wants to know what your Lakers do with Russell Westbrook this offseason. Oh, Keep trade cut. What do you think they do? Where are you at with Russell Westbrook? And kind of how do you feel about the situation overall? I don't know why Rico's messing with me. I he asks the most ridiculous questions every time we have q and I don't know, Rico. Not good. He's not going to be on the Lakers next year. The Lakers are in shambles. But I will say the show Winning Time is actually really good. If you have not watched Winning Time. Oh, is it? It's, I was very hesitant to dive into that on HBO do you know what HBO Max stands for? Like, do you know, like no, HBO Max? I think I heard of it once. Like you've heard, like I thought it was like HBO, like maximum, like you just get more shit in HBO Max. But it's a combination okay. of HBO and Cinemax. I didn't know that until like a oh. couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. cool, cool. 
winning time. The more is you good. know, I guess. The yeah, did, time but is did, good. who is it? Jerry West is uh, suing. He, and, he's suing HBO for that, right? Which is best hilarious. thing. Best thing to happen for that show was Jerry West getting pissed off over his depiction because they said like viewership has increased by like ten, like ten times since he said that. But no winning way. time is actually really good. Uh, to answer Rico's question, uh, they're not going to have the damn... He's not going to be on the Lakers. Super chat from Matt Bruni. First time, uh, long time. Ewers or Caleb and why? Matt's going to take win Ewers, but I would rather have... I'm still in on the Caleb Williams train. Yep. The dual threat capability. I think he's going to smash in the Pac-12 this year. They're both tier one guys. They're tier one. But if you ask me right now, I've got to pick one to to operate my dynasty... Hinge my dynasty future on... It would be Caleb Williams. And just as much as you're an Ohio State homer, uh, Bruning, I am a USC homer as well. So I would go with Caleb Williams over Quinn Ewers, but that could change very early in the season. Go ahead, Big Dog. So the next question, unfortunately, back to 2022, and it's talking about Sam Howell. Sam Howell, you know, QB2, QB3, depending on where you looked coming into the season. But now it seems he's QB5, QB6, potentially even further than that. So where are you at with Sam Howell? What do you think the reason is for the drop? You know, we, we talked about Sam Howell a ton. And the reason people people want to use the excuse about all the players he lost, I don't think that's a very good one personally, Ray. I don't know where you're at with that. But just kind of talk about what you saw from Sam Howell this season and why you think he's not viewed as highly as he was kind of coming into the season and just kind of your situation, situation in North Carolina and about that. Bro. I'm sorry, Jay. Like, I had the comments, like, I was not looking at him. I was just kind of clicking the button, and I look left, and the first thing I see is Jasmine say, Rico's strong, and then I just, I just I almost lost it. The first thing I see is damn Jasmine pop in with Rico strong. Um, yeah, uh, Mike said it. I hate the how losing weapons excuse. I think it is an excuse. Um, I don't know, man. If it's not a good draft, one, man. If it's if he gets the draft capital, it matters to some degree, right? Because he does have the rushing capability. He's a he's a lot better runner than people give him credit for. Like he's, I mean, yeah. I think his numbers are right on par with Malik Willis, and we hail Malik yep. as this game changing weapon because he can run the ball. So give give Sam Howell that same due, right? Uh, we called him for a long time, or I called him for a long time, Josh Allen light, like a light version, smaller, bite sized version of Josh Allen. As we continue to go through this, man, and what I want to look into, and Josh Larkey and I talked about it on the FTN Fantasy Football Podcast, distribution from the quarterback and how QB spread the ball around early in their career and that maybe being, I don't want to say predictive, but give you a good indication on how QBs can process and maybe how they transition to the next level. Sam Howe did that as a freshman. You go back and look at his freshman profile it was, it was great, and then he had a good year, too, and then when he did lose everybody, it kind of went down, but he, from everything that he lost through the air, he, he regained that on the ground, like he had to do more on his own. As we go through this, and maybe I'm just fatigued, and maybe I'm just grasping at straws here, but I'm, I'm, I'm inching back in. On this, like, if you want to take Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, like, and I have, and I can get Sam Howell at two hundred one, at one twelve, I'm okay with it, man. Like, I'm okay with it. So the the more it goes on, I think I'm a little more in on uh, on Sam Howell. I don't know if that answered your question. I don't know if that was was the question, but I'm kind of in <laughs> on Sam Howell, bro. Yeah. So I mean, it, it is what it is. And super chat here. Price difference between Elijah Moore, I'm assuming that's Elijah Moore, and yeah, Stephon Diggs. 
Where are you at with these two guys? I think it'd be a pretty clean swap in a lot of leagues. Maybe Diggs with a little bit more value. Um, but there's, man, there's people who love Elijah Moore and there's people who just don't want Stefan Diggs because he's old. Yeah. Who would you take in a straight up deal and, and who would, what would you need kind of on top of that to make that deal happen? Man, I, I would rather Diggs, especially if I'm trying to win. I mean, Diggs is going to outproduce Elijah Moore. I mean, the Jets are telling you, I love Elijah, but I'd rather Stefan Diggs. Price difference, I'm not sure where they're going around ADP. It's got to be it's got to be fairly close ADP wise between those two. Um, if you're trying to win and go get it now in the next two to three years, you want Stephon Diggs. If you're thinking five years from now, uh, then go with Elijah Moore. But we talked about this all the time. What's the chances that you even have him on your damn roster five years from now, seven years from now? Probably slim to none. I'm operating two to three year windows. That's all I give a damn about. Like two to three years, give me Stephon Diggs over Elijah Moore ADP wise. I don't know what the difference so, is. So apparently on Keep Trade Cut, uh, Stefan Diggs is 33 overall, um, wide receiver 11, and Elijah Moore is wide receiver 18 at 50 overall. So you could you can maybe yeah. get some value if you do want to trade down okay. from Diggs to Elijah Moore, which is not terrible. Um, but I think I'd still want Diggs. You know, we did that wide receiver show not too long ago, and we talked about how Diggs is kind of an undervalued asset because, you know, you're getting the longevity, and that was before he had the contract extension. So I think that Diggs is a safe asset now tied to Josh Allen, and we know he's going to be the primary target there probably for at least the next three years. And like you talked about, outproduce Elijah Moore overall. So I think I would roll with Diggs um, pretty easily. It just depends on what that cost difference is overall. But if you're only paying like a second-round pick to kind of upgrade, I think it's probably a pretty decent deal. 103 and 105 or 101. Would you rather, let's just assume Superflex, would you rather mm. Kenneth Walker, Malik Willis, and Garrett Wilson, Drake London, or Brees Hall? If I can get, if I knew that 103 was Kenneth Walker and then 105 was one of the receivers that I liked, I'd probably take that. If if you can't assure yourself Walker at 103, I don't know if, I mean, 103 and 105 is fine, but do, do you really want to pass on Brees Hall is the question. Are you okay missing out on Brees? I think I am, yeah. I, I think I would mm. love to have Brees, but I think I'd be okay to miss out if that's the situation we're looking at here and this is what you're getting. Like That's still a lot of draft capital, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Like As much as I love Brees, he's still only one guy, right? And if I can get two guys that can help my team overall more and maybe that's a situation that works better for me, I would consider it. It's not one that I'm necessarily going to be making 10 times out of 10, but again, if, if you need the assets and your team's really bad, it's not a bad trade overall and can yeah. probably help you in the long run. Just you don't have that ceiling that we view from Brees from a value and a production perspective. I have six 2023 20, seconds class deep enough to be worth it. Hell yes. Hell yes. Josh Downs, um, Jaheim Bell, Tank Bigsby, Zach Charbonnet, Jermaine Burton, uh, Zay Flowers, Levis, Quentin Johnson, Devon A-Chain, Blake Corum, uh, Jason McClellan, Jaden Daniels, Grayson McCall, Phil Jerkovic, Parker Washington, Deuce Vaughn, Jalen Wally, Hendon Hooker, Theo Johnson, Chris Tyree, Jaden Reed, KJ Jefferson, Kendall Milton. Yes, the clap. Marshawn Lloyd. Uh, yes, Jalen McMillan. The class is good enough for those seconds to be worth it. Uh, yes, you're gonna be you're gonna be in good shape, big dog. Gonna be in good shape. What else we got, Jake? All right, last question is about Devontae Smith. And so this oh, gentleman gosh. has the 103, the 101, the 103, and the 105, and looking to acquire a young, proven wide receiver rather than draft one. What would you trade to get Devontae Smith with the 101, the 103, and the 105? So is he is he asking to trade away one of those picks to get Devontae Smith? 
Yes, yes. I wouldn't trade the one on one. I'm not trading Brees Hall for him, right? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade Brees. I would trade 105 straight up for him. Like if if I had the yeah. 105, like here you can have my 105 and I'll take Devonta Smith. Like I'm not. I don't think I. I don't think you have to trade 103. I think 105 should get it done. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't think I'd want to trade the 103, but if, if 105 can get it done, maybe 105 in a second, uh, I'd be willing to make that move overall. And I, and I like yeah. that for Devontae Smith, because like you talked about, I would rather take Devontae Smith over one of these receivers who yes. he would have been ranked ahead of them, drafted yes. ahead of them, all those things and all these drafts. So yeah. that's the last question, though. That's it for the q and I don't know if anyone has any more questions in the chat. We missed any super chats. Um, but I know I saw I saw one about the 101 versus no, we got, CD we got Lamb. From Han- no, we, well, we had one from Hanson. <laughs> Purell in the in the build, Purell in the goddamn building, man. Uh, question, post a question on Twitter. Post, ho, uh, I can't read. Posted question on Twitter. Post Jose new to Dynasty. Uh, okay, Jay, hold check on. The, Let me check. Yeah, check the check the Twitter from from Purell, and if we can get a sponsorship deal to wash our hands, uh, keep them clean. I always keep the Purell nearby just in case just you never know when those hands get a little filled so he's saying he's got the first pick overall traded three first three picks what traded my first three picks rounds one through three and my ninth rounder and now i have two extra firsts next year in 23 startup draft i have 205 two extra fourth fifths one extra sixth all in the middle rounds did i do good or Sounds like he traded all of his first round picks for middle of the road picks in a startup draft. All right. Hand sanitizer. Uh, We appreciate the super chat. We literally have no clue what you're asking. Jay Jay cannot uh, get it to me. I I don't know what's going on. Jay, answer his question. This is your money. This is your super chat. Answer the question. So I think from, I think from what what I'm taking from this is that he basically traded his first three round picks in a startup draft and he's just, getting assets in the middle rounds mm-hmm. i don't hate that strategy but if it's a super flex draft where you're going to miss out is on the quarterbacks right we want high-end quarterbacks and right. that's the anchor of your roster and so that's where your team will really fall apart he's saying how should he attack he wants to go 23 25 year olds which is fine yeah. but drafting a qb he's saying he's gonna draft a qb wide receiver next year that's not gonna pay off for you more than mm-hmm. likely you need to have a top 10 quarterback to compete and if yeah. you're hoping CJ Stroud or Bryce Young is a top 10 quarterback, it's just the chances are so slim with how good they are. So I think you did okay from a talent perspective, but you need to start moving some of those assets back up for quarterbacks or else your team's just not going to be good enough. It will be deep, but it won't be good enough to actually compete overall, in my opinion. Good, good job, Jordan. Real quick, before we get out of here, um, somebody <laughs> stop, Marlon. Um, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing all right. It's TMZ time. Fake news. GQ coming to report. Oh, let's go. Let's get it, baby. What What are your thoughts on um the the reports that Trey Lance? Like I, I saw some people saying like Debo doesn't want to play with Lance. They know he's not that good. What are you? What are, where are you at with Trey Lance? Because right now he's being valued as a top ten quarterback. Where are you at with them? Appreciate the question, hand sanitizer. We do love you. We just got to shorten those questions just a tad bit so we can. We're not the best at public reading off of a prompter, so just got to give it to us. I, I like it. Let me stop. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, one, Trey Lance is overvalued by mm. a lot. Not a little bit, by a lot. Um, I, I understand the ceiling, but when you're drafting a guy at his ceiling, I'm, I'm not in on that. You know, I've, I've, I've told you guys we did startup drafts. I passed on Trey Lance for Jamar Chase, and I told you I was happy to do it, and I would do it again. Um, but for me, I, I could be 
I mean, it's look at what Mike Zimmer said. Why would I play him in the game about Kellen Mond? I see him every day in practice. Debo sees Trey Lance every day in practice. Would would I be shocked? No, I would not be shocked. If he was I, bad? I told you, I've, I've told you this before. I told you this about Christian Watson. Oh, I boy. don't trust some of these guys coming from FCS to the NFL, especially quarterbacks. Could he be? Could he be Carson Wentz? Sure. Does anyone want Carson Wentz right now? No, they don't. So again, where are you really at with Trey Lance? Does he hate him? Probably not. Does he want to play with him? I could see him wanting to play with a better quarterback. Yes. I don't think that's ridiculous to say. Um, what do you <laughs> I'm not I was not about to say that. What do you think about this? Waddle or Pittman in the 203? So Pittman think, and Dotson. I think Pitt- I'm fine with Pittman. I think I'm fine with it. I don't love it. I like Waddle more, but I think I'm fine like, with it. Why do you like Waddle more? I'm just asking. Why I know he Oh, I, know I he just like him. He, yeah, I just like him, you man. Like I just him, like, right? It's I just like it, him. But the but, production is probably on the Pittman side. That's why I'm willing to concede. But again, also we have to factor in Tyreek Hill is going to command a lot of coverage, right? Yeah, so man. I think Waddle's going to see a lot of single coverage. So wide receiver you, you never six, know. wide receiver six. Yo, keep right trade cuts to update their rankings. We gotta we gotta do something about wide that. Wide receiver six. <laughs> that's wild. This but is what y'all people not, are I'm not doing. taking a wide receiver I, I, six. I, 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 it's. I think it's even, man. I, I, it may not sound like attractive, but I think it's kind of even. Like if you if take I the pick because the production is probably right level, honestly. Well, if I told you that, if I told you that two hundred three was Jahan Dotson, so Michael Pittman and Jahan Dotson, Michael Pittman and Sky Moore for Jalen Waddle, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty. I think yeah. it's pretty even, man. Like it may not yep. sound great, and you may want Waddle, and I'd be fine with Waddle, but I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty. Pretty, pretty even. All right, we got one more from Joey Crack. Fat Joe in the building. New York, stand up. Oh, we got another one because we got another super chat. Uh, how do you know when it's time to give up on a player? How do you finally call a jag a jag? My roster, man, this is such a damn good question because I think so many times we try to hold on to stuff, man, and like, Barlow, this is the season. Barlow, this is the season. I, you know, I give a lot of players a year one rookie pass, right? Like, not everybody fires after Never their second season. But by year two, if you are a high-end asset, like if you were a first-round pick, if you were the team's first selection by year two, if you ain't showing it early early in year two, I'm out. Like, I'm just – I think that's it. I, I think whatever – like, because it's only going to go downhill from there. Um, this is – this is – this is – I think this is the biggest – kind of edge and dynasty is knowing when to like be like I'm done right like LaVisca Chanel like going into year two LaVisca still had still had hype right he still had hype if you held that bag through year two now you're sitting with him on your roster and literally you're crossing your fingers your toes your eyes your arms and you're like please be good like I think by year two you kind of know if a player is going to be a dude or if he's going to be just a guy and if you see that trend happening like who's the next jag is it Brandon Ayuk? Like, you know, we're talking about him. He's going into year three. Is Brandon yep. Ayuk somebody right now? Like, if, if Debo gets dealt, you probably should be capitalizing and up. cashing out on that Ayuk yep. value right then and there. Bateman, you know, if I know he was hurt all last year, but if Bateman doesn't show, like, I'm the guy in this offense this season, I like him. I liked him out of Minnesota. I probably would be like, all right, Target I you move. Mean there. yeah, I probably need to move on, man. And and a lot of people don't want to hear that shit because 
everybody is a sleeper and I still believe in the guy. I still believe, I still believe. We still believed in Clyde going through year two. Like we were still believing in that shit. And now look at where we're at. Like you literally have nothing. Clyde, nothing. Rager, nothing. Ayuk, still fringy. Jerry Judy, you better do it with, with Russell Wilson. He better do it with Russell Wilson or he's just a guy or he's just a wide receiver. LaVisca, just a guy. Like, I think by year two, you're going to know real quick whether the dude is a dude or he's not. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, Ray, just to kind of add to that a little bit, what I would do if I were you guys listening at home, watching, I would make sure you tap into Wake Up With Ray G because we're going to tell you who's good and who's not every single week. We're going to be here for you, baby. And and when I say Trevor Lawrence stinks, I don't mean he stinks. He's just a little bit overvalued. That's all. All right. Rebuilding an orphan super flex team. I have 107, 203 through 205, 208, 210. He has the entire second round. What do I do Ooh. with those second, those dookie seconds? <laughs> 203 to 205, you make those selections unless you get an offer to trade out for a future first, which I think you can get depending on some of these landing spots. Uh, I think somebody... You know, you're sitting at 204 and Christian Watson is there. They're like, dude, I'll give you a first rounder for Christian Watson. I'd sell. 208, there'll be some random ass player there that everybody wants. Zamir White landed in New Orleans and they want Zamir White and they'll give you a 24 first rounder for. I'd trade any of those. I honestly would trade 203 through 212 for any future first round pick. And I know it seems crazy, but I promise you, you'll be able to get that done. I would 100% at that range. I'm looking to move all that shit for for future first rounders. Easy, easy, easy trade. Yep. Joey Crack yep. back in the building. Sobering and sage wisdom. Salute to you, my guy. Real talk, real talk. Bray, Ray, bro, you need to drop some knowledge on me. Rookie draft, Algier or Ford? Neither. Um, is that about it? Um, is that about it? Is that it? Yes. That's it. That's We're it. Out. Yeah. Bruning said package those seconds for a first. I guarantee you could do one for yeah. one. On the on the on the legit thing, you can do one for one. But we appreciate y'all tapping in. Draft week next week. We got the NFL draft next week. Next week it's fake news from Monday through fucking Thursday. It's fake news. We are just rumors, looking at mocks, figuring out what's going on. We'll do our final sort of uh, uh, prediction. I we'll guess some my guys probably my a guys bit of that. stuff like that. And then remember, we're going. I'm going five days. Jay is. Uh, uh, he's skipping out on me on Friday, but I will be here yep. with y'all Friday morning to talk about the first round of the draft. We will have an NFL draft stream Thursday and Friday of next week during the draft. We'll be putting putting it on in the back, all of that stuff. It'll be fun, so make sure you tap in, get some rest. It's going to be a crazy-ass week. Smash the like button, subscribe. Have a fantastic effing weekend. I'll have the square jar ready, and uh, we'll start collecting that money, baby. We love y'all. We out. Peace. Thank you